Welcome to the Thoughts Within podcast brought to you by the Artists Within. I am Turner Sutton, the host of the podcast, and I do have another guest speaker on today's episode, Aaron Swiderski. Aaron, would you like to go ahead and tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Me and Turner, uh, we met probably, what, eight months ago now or something around Probably has been because I worked at the dealership for probably six, seven months. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right then. Um, Worked there for a year and a half and I saw saw Turner there start as a little lot boy and then he moved his way up pretty quickly into the service department, which was cool to see. And just from there, I could tell that um, he was a good good person to have under my wing and... um, a little bit about yourself, not about how awesome I am. I know I, I already know I'm amazing. You don't have to tell me that much. Well, I'm just telling you how I met you. Um, but yeah, so I've been there for a year and a half, but before that, I guess I can rewind a little bit. Um, originally from Alaska, uh, pretty much grew up there my whole life. I moved there around third grade, so not quite my whole life, but um, decided to move away after a three-year relationship after that ended and um, I ended up in Spokane because I just had some family here and that's when I started meeting some good people and started networking and just really started to take photography a lot more serious. Um, I've been into photography for probably six or seven years now probably I mean since high school really but I never actually took it serious um, like I do now until I moved to Washington which was last year or I guess actually coming up on two years here soon, which is crazy to think about. Time's been flying since I've been here. Um, but yeah, I've met a lot of good people. I've made a lot of progress. And How long have you been in Spokane? Um, I moved here in July of 2017. So coming up on two years this July. Gotcha. So yeah, it's, it's getting there, but... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Another sales associate actually at the dealership is what is who connected us. Um, and then after that, we've kind of bonded from the trips to Seattle. We've taken, I think, two, not together on the first one, but we met in downtown, which oh, was yeah, cool. when we did the photo shoot with yeah. Casey. That was, yeah, that, that was, was fun. Yeah, that was with Casey, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fun. Um, you kind of showed me the ropes of street photography, <laughs> which yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, that, was, that was the first time I've ever done, like, actual street photography. Really? Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, but today's episode is going to be about how we've gone about actually building our careers on top of not really having anything to stand on. Right. And so we've both actually recently quit our jobs from the auto industry, um, pursuing the same general passion of photography, filmmaking, um, in my case, writing and podcasting and that kind of thing. I think you've kind of wanted to do podcasting at least in a little, in a little bit of that. Well, here we are. Here we are um, <laughs> on my episode, yeah. Uh, and so... We've both had two different sides of the same coin on how we've gone about trying to build up an income through what we love to do. Um, I've been raised in more of the rural area, you know, small town of 1,500 people, literally it's Spirit Lakes population. And you've, I mean, Alaska isn't, isn't a whole lot to come from either. Actually, yeah, Alaska is pretty similar. It's, it's um, I mean, half the population of Alaska, which is really not that much, lives in Anchorage even though Alaska is huge, um, but it does have that small town feel to it. Yeah. It's like Spokane if it didn't have any surrounding areas like Coeur d'Alene or Seattle or So there's how many people like are in Anchorage? Uh, 400,000, I think. Oh, crap. Yeah, so it's really not much at all. Um, That's crazy. 
and it's very spread out like Spokane is. So like yeah. you have the valley and it's just very spread out. You have North Town and it's it's pretty much the same thing, but like I said, just without those surrounding areas, so you don't have people passing through. It's just yeah. like yeah. whoever's there is pretty much there for I mean, yeah, you can't really go anywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. have to fly to get there or you have to drive through Canada and people from Canada don't just drive over. Yeah, you've definitely definitely climbed up the ladder of a more urban background quickly yeah. though um, yeah seattle spokane yep that was the goal yeah. when i moved here was to get away from that little hometown feel yeah. and jump more into the big city feel and you definitely and really probably explore. build connections faster yeah yeah exactly building connections in in the city is definitely a little bit easier than trying to find i mean well i guess i wouldn't say easier i would say it it's might be a little harder actually but it's you have more opportunity and more chance mm-hmm. to find someone that probably knows someone right. uh, in small town. It's like, if you grew up there, then it's like you have a pretty good chance of right. knowing a lot of people or networking already because you're already established there. So, yeah. Um, so the main point that I want to uh, talk about in this small half hour is kind of what you've learned from and what I've learned from mm-hmm. actually going out on your own and, and figuring things out. Because, I mean, neither one of us are making pretty much any money right now. We're, mm-hmm. do, we're still figuring everything out, trying to build connections and, um, and get jobs in the future. We don't know where exactly we want to go, but I'm learning quickly that it doesn't exactly matter where I'm going to go. I need to practice and learn everything mm-hmm. because then I have more options to choose from when I actually do want to specify my photography background. And I'm not really going off of a whole lot right now. I mean, my camera's not a whole lot. My my gear isn't a whole lot. But I'm still, I'm still trying to build myself my, uh, my foundation to build off of. How have you gone about, or what's your progress? I know you haven't found a whole lot of jobs yet, but you've definitely put your foot in quite a few doors. Yeah. So pretty much how I've always thought of that is, I. And before like taking the leap of like quitting my job and, and going full in on it, um, I, I wanted to kind of really focus on my craft and make sure that it's valuable and, and people see value in it and it's something that people want um, before I start putting a price tag on it and before I start offering uh, my, my help to people is I want to actually bring something to the table. And mm-hmm. so I've spent these past few years just focusing so hard on my, my crafts and just getting as good as I possibly can at it. I'm at a point now where it's just, everything's kind of lining up and now it's time to take that leap and, and go forward with it rather than focusing on how good I am or, mm-hmm. you know, like my edits or now it's just like, I'm trying to network as possible right now uh, or as much as possible. Sorry. And, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to actually get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily I've had the chance to network with a lot of good people. I think I have a good eye for, um, for people and the possibilities and the potential that they could bring and that I could bring them. So I've met a lot of good people. Like, um, for instance, here in a little bit, I'm going to go shoot for a Kingsley and Scout, which um, is a local clothing store here in Spokane. Um, the I went in there one day just because actually one of my customers it's funny um, one of my customer customers that I sold a car to she was wearing a Kingsley and Scout hat is that how I, you met them yeah and I, I was like wow I was like I really like that hat I was like where did you get it and she's like oh Kingsley and Scout she's like actually she's like you'd really love their their style you should go there someday and so I was like huh okay and so I checked it out I went into their store 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this place is so cool. I was just like, how have I not heard of this yet? And I've already been in Spokane for only like seven months at the time. But I was just like, this place is amazing. And so... You know, that's what's funny though, is that you never know the person that's going to end up connecting you. Something yeah, exactly. So much she was the connector yeah. and she doesn't even know it. Yeah. Like, just because she was wearing a hat that you found cool. Yeah. And, and so, so yeah. yeah, so she told me to go check it out. And then I went in there and then Nick, the owner, um, and then his friend Mike, who actually works there now, he didn't at the time, but those two were super nice to me and like they... They were into like arts and like photography and graphic designing and just they're entrepreneurs like the they're they built that store from the ground up and it's doing that's pretty awesome. successful and they I, I love the message that's behind it and I've gained a pretty good relationship with uh, Nick there and he invited me out to um, a shoot with the great PNW which is actually a very successful um, go figure PNW brand two hundred thousand followers yeah that's not bad. Crazy, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd say it's probably one of the biggest um, P&W brands out there, obviously. But, um, yeah, so I, I have an opportunity to shoot with them today, and I'll be heading there here in a little bit, and I'm excited, a little bit nervous, but I'm not really expecting anything, like, money-wise out of it just because I'm, I'm so early in the, in the process of um, kind of still networking. Uh, but like we were saying earlier is now it's time to take that leap and start to try to make it my full-time job and try to make mm-hmm. money out of it. But with opportunities that present so much exposure and an and opportunity like this, exactly. you don't want to push it and, exactly. and f- require or make them think that you're doing it for the money. It's like at this point, in, at my point, where I'm at right now, is it, this is going to be a good opportunity for me. You'll, the amount of people that you'll meet and the amount that you'll learn just from the experience itself yeah. is, is within the value. Because, I mean, you never know. It's just like I'm, I'm not looking like I'm not saying I'm only doing this for my own benefit, but I, I, I mean, I shoot for fun. That's just what I love to do, but... It's a tough part because it's the line that you have to step across. Yeah, exactly. Start making money yeah. just to monetize it. You got to start putting a price yeah. on it and all that. But um, I think it'll come over time. I'm I'm gonna start addressing it a little bit more. But you just got to know when. I think the biggest thing for me is is noticing the connections that are in front of you. Because I mean, you may feel like you don't know anybody that that will get you a job here and there. But in reality, every person knows somebody that knows somebody. And so every person, as long as they're thinking of you when they think of photography or um, whatever you're putting forth, you know, whatever you're putting on the table, as long as they're thinking of you when they think of that subject, they're going to be bringing it up the next time it's the subject they're talking about. Essentially, Photography is a subject a lot of people talk about. Not a lot of people tend to think of it as a monetary sense. A lot of people don't value it, actually, at all. That's the tough part, but there is a lot of people that do. And this is actually, I'm going to go ahead and bring up a company right now that we just learned about over at Street Meat mm-hmm. in, in Seattle this last month. Um, and if anybody doesn't know what Street Meat of Washington is, it's a, what was this? Do you know the founder's name? Uh, Flynn something. I, I forget I forget his last name, but uh, one of the co-founders, I don't know if he's the only one, but um, Flynn PNW is what I think his handle is on Instagram. Um, Flynn. Looking it up right now. Yeah, Flynn PNW. Um, he doesn't have his name on there at all, but Flynn PNW is his username on Instagram. But he founded this company called Life. L E Y E F E. Yeah, and it's it's an application on your phone. Um, it kind of helps the photographer side of things out because not a lot of people like to pay five to six hundred dollars for a photography session, mm-hmm. especially at an event. And that's what this is kind of built for. It spreads out the payment. And so if there's, say there's an event of, let's say 20, or let's just say 
um, kind of a donation event for kids that are, I don't, I'm not really hitting the, the mark on this one. So, yeah, I mean... You know I, what I'm trying to say, though? An event that not a whole lot of people... It doesn't even have to be an event, really. It could be a personal shoot between a photographer and a model. Like, really, it's 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 so... Yeah, it can be it so be. useful for so many different things. But um, you, the photographer can list a price on the app and say, like, hey, $10 a photo. And instead of only sending the model the photos that you like as a photographer, you put all of the photos that you took and edited onto the app and then they can go and pick and choose like what photos yeah what photos they want and so if there's a hundred people at an event for Mm -hmm. example for an event example exactly for an example yeah then a hundred people are looking through photos and are deciding whether or not they actually want to buy the photos and so you could have ten people buy the same photo make a hundred dollars hundred dollars off of one photo right and so that opportunity to kind of mass spread the payment scale on your photos is, is awesome and you don't exactly have to be hired for the event I think that's what the beauty part of it is, is that you can um, kind of invite yourself to an event and you're there, you're taking photos, as long as you're grabbing people's information and phone numbers and whatnot and you're posting it on social media if it's a larger event, people are going to click on your link and they're going to go through your photos and they have that opportunity to Yeah, that's them. Yeah, that's very true. It's, um, I guess I haven't thought about it in the event um, aspect, but I think that's a good idea and we should definitely try it out. And by the way, guys, this is not a paid advertisement. This is not a paid I know it sounds like it, but it really isn't. We just both found out about yeah. this app because we both went to the street meet. I have still yet to try it. It's an idea that I like so far. It's nothing yeah. that, that's actually solid. Yeah, we, we haven't even tested really any of it out yet. We, so by the way, just so you guys know. Not paid. Um, but finding ways to make money with photography, I think, is the biggest hurdle. And that's the obvious hurdle, obviously. Nobody's going to expect a photographer to just instantly make bank right out of quitting their job. It's very competitive, too. I mean, it like, is. if you do weddings or if you do, it like, is. you know, events, it's like there's so many photographers or, yeah. like, a concerts even. I know I started dipping my toes into the um, the music scene, um, and I got to shoot with Ryan Carabeo, and I did a oh, concert at, bragging about at the knitting. Oh, I got to let people know no. what I've done. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, see, yeah, I'm the kind of guy you want to look up, guys, because I've met Ryan Carabeo, <laughs> and uh, Anyways, cool so I've, I've started dipping my toes into the music industry for shooting, and I've, I've realized, actually, there's a lot of people that are trying to do that same exact thing, and you have to somehow stand out differently just like in anything in, in the world but you have to figure out what it is that's going to make you stand out from what? the other people exactly. that are trying to yeah. do the same exact thing as you how do you get people to value you differently and i think that's the, the thing person. i think that's what it comes down to is value it's like what value are you providing and um there's a book that me and turner actually read <laughs> that's what i was about to look up right now um and it's called the go-giver and <laughs> One of the first rules, I think it is the first law of stratospheric success, is to provide more in value than you take in payment. And that has so much meaning behind it. It really does. And, and it I goes, didn't want this to be like a book club, but I'm, I'm probably going to take the next five, ten minutes talking about this book just because it has impacted my life mm-hmm. on a stratospheric level. Like, and legitimately, it has. Um, but like I said, the, the first law is to provide more in value than you take in payment. And I think that's kind of like doing stuff for free almost it's like starting out kind of like where i'm at right now it's just like you know maybe i need to focus on providing value rather than trying to find out how i'm going to make a dollar out of it it's like so what can i offer the to exact law um quoted from the book mm-hmm. your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment now that's not stating that you're going to deplete your payment altogether 
But that's stating that it doesn't matter what price you've quoted. You're not going to limit to what you're worth based on that, on that price. Mm -hmm. If you've given two hours to somebody in promise, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that your value, that the value that you're giving is more than what you're going to be taking in payment. Right. And so if something that's not written in fine print they, that you needed to do, that they're not expecting of you, you do it anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's making sure the photos are extremely accessible in a way that they don't have to sit there and struggle to find them. You know, obviously that's not something that's needed, but and it's something that you're willing to do for just because you're wanting to give them more value. And I mean, to provide more value, it's just like go above their expectations. It's exactly. like, if you say you're going to give them 10 photos, give them 12 or... Give them a few more. Yeah, just, because just, you like, want, just because you notice that those photos are worth giving. Yeah. Don't limit it to just those 10 photos because that's what they asked and that's what you're getting paid for. I mean throw in a couple more because it's like they're going to be so in awe that you went above the expectation that now they're going to start recommending you to their friends or to their peers or to people that they know that need the same um, help. Yeah. So it's just like if you go above in value, then it, it really can pay off later on in the future. And that's kind of what goes into that second law. The law of compensation. Exactly. And so... I think the main purpose beyond this book, and I think this book was like geniusly written. It was. It, it was not something just written up, written up in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, was that it has to go into the deep core of who you are, and it really does. You have to be willing to make sure that you're thinking of them and what they are getting out of it, not what you're getting out of it. Right. And that's not completely forgetting that you're in the scenario. I mean, you have to be willing to take and give. Mm -hmm. That's the last law. Actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, but. Let's move on to the second law, which is called law of compensation. You want to go ahead and say this one? Yeah, so the second one is your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Um, and really, that what that means to me is it's just kind of what we were just talking about. It's, it's how well you serve them. Um, it always goes back to them. It's got to be about them. Right. And I think that's the beauty of it, is that... We're always thinking about ourselves right. and what we will get out of something. And by doing that, we forget there's somebody else in, in the trade. You know, The only way that you're going to get referrals and word of mouth is that if you really do practice excellence in the truest definition of the term. And excellence is not doing something once, but doing something a number of times that becomes a habit. For example, making your bed in the morning. It's the simplest, thing, right. the simplest way I can put it. Yeah. Right? If you make your bed once... And then forget to do it the next few days and the next few days after that and then do it again. And then forget. It's not excellence. You're doing it every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But if you've gotten it to the point where you're doing it every morning, that's, that becomes excellence. And so you can, you can apply that in the same term or in the same sense of your, of your job and, and what you're giving these people in value is that if you're applying the same habits that you've learned in your true life of self-improvement, eventually you're going to get to the point of doing that in your business. And everything that you do is going to be a step towards trying to give them more value. Right. It's going to be a practice in that. And so then the word of mouth hits more people, and now you're serving more people, and you've practiced on how well you've served them. You've practiced on how much value that you're going to actually give them. It becomes... <laughs> I, I, I've totally kind of lost the last part of that sentence. But, but I get what you're saying, though. Um, it, it, it matters. Even the small things in life, mm -hmm. like making your bed, it's yep. those little details matter it's, and they yeah, go a long way. Because I feel like when you start doing stuff like that in like the smallest ways, it's like you start to build trust mm -hmm. and that with yourself, really. It's like building trust within yourself. 
It's like, yeah. if you can do these things every single day, then that's... It doesn't become something you have to work for anymore. Really? It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like defining you as, as a person, and that's just how you see yourself. It's like, well, yeah. it's like I trust exactly. myself to, to, to keep doing these things because it's like if you... So it's like, like working out. So it's like you really want to get fit. You really want to start working out, and you want to get in the gym, and you want to get your dream body, but it's just like you don't... <sighs> keep going to the gym you yeah. go to the gym for maybe a week and then you exactly. stop and it's just like exactly where where mm-hmm. are you building trust with yourself by doing that exactly like you are you're telling yourself you're going to do these things and then you end up not doing them and you are just that's not a good relationship to have with yourself like so i, I think there's so many different ways you could look at this and so many different things you could you could say about it but i'm also going to quote another sentence i'm reading it on my computer mm-hmm. right now Um, that Bob said in the book, Mm -hmm. he said, when you provide great value to people, you have all of these people who feel so good about you that you develop an army of what I call personal walking ambassadors. And what that means is that if you touch somebody's life in a way that they're going to remember you every time they think of that moment or something in relations to that moment, Mm -hmm. they're going to talk about you. And then... Word of mouth. Exactly, word of mouth. But genuine word of mouth. Exactly. It's not something fake. and mm-hmm. It's authentic, genuine, true to the heart. And that's where touching the core of yourself has to come into it, is you have to truly want to do that. You have to truly want to touch somebody else's life rather than your own. Right. And so, and that, I like how all the laws kind of connect. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, yeah. They're in very good order where yeah. they make sense and then they yeah. kind of keep just, they kind of keep expanding on the same thought, which is really yeah. nice. Um, so the third law is the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Back to what I was saying with the first law. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about somebody else. It's about who you're trying to connect with. It's always about them if you're in a conversation. This is what I like about the second book that they brought out, The Go-Giver, Selmore, mm-hmm. because it talks about the first book in a way that describes everything that they were saying and so it literally gets into the details of how a conversation should go you know about how you have something that you're wanting to sell right Mm -hmm. you have your MacGuffin is how they put it in the book but it's not about your MacGuffin in the conversation it never will be not until you touch somebody's life enough for them to want to be curious about you right and when they bring it up yeah you can obviously bring it up but don't push it upon them you know and that's what I love about these books is that they they teach you not to care about yourself as much, to not focus, I guess is the better word for it, focus on yourself as much. Um, let's see. What do you think of the law of influence? Um, kind of like what we've just been talking about. It's just, like I said, they all kind of connect. Um, they keep falling into each other. but All of the laws con- connect to your quality of work and quality of who you are and your personality and your way and perspective of looking about what you do. You know, if it's not about the dollar, eventually you're going to make the dollar. And I think that's the biggest kind of... I think that's hard to to really cope, honestly. Because it's like we're so focused on making a living and trying to do... um, In order to keep doing what we're doing, we have to make money by it, unfortunately, um, unless we have a different stream of income to where it pays for Mm -hmm. us to be able to do what we do essentially that's kind of a weird way to put it but uh, we do kind of rely on an income out of it and so it really is hard to grasp that really grasp that but it's just if you can really apply that to your life and 
not focus on the money and just focus on exactly on yeah. your it value is, that you provide and the influence sense. then it really does make sense yeah because if people remember you for what you did and not what you made you're going to make the money without thinking about it here's a quote from the that chapter that i'm going to read off to you guys this is a quote from the go-giver because uh, <laughs> if you place the other person's interests first your interests will always be taken care of always some people call it enlightened self-interest watch out for what other people need with the faith that when you do, you'll get what you need. So, I mean, kind of just... I like that because you're not forgetting about what you need. What you need is still there. You have faith that you'll... It's pretty much the faith of karma. You -hmm. get what you give, right? What comes around goes around. Essentially. I like that. I really do like that. And even if it's not always, it's... It's, It's, yeah. Because there's not... Everybody's not going to think the same way exactly. that we do. But, but I mean, in, I think in the in the general aspect of things is that's how... That's really how it works. I think my, my favorite law is definitely uh, law number four. The law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. It just... I like that one because it, it states that it's not about the product that you're selling. It's not about the money that you're getting. It's about who you are as a person and the connection that you'll have with that other person. Right. And, I mean, in all honesty, the quality of photos obviously does matter. Mm-hmm. But it's not as much as the service that you're going to provide. And I think that kind of relays with why Nick um, from Kingsley decided to invite me out is because it's like he I've never asked him for yeah. for money. I've never asked him for anything. He just I he knows me and he knows that I he likes the work that I do and. I put a lot of my personality into it and, and mm-hmm. like my, my heart and soul. I mean, it sounds cliche to say that, but it's like I put a lot of me into that. And I think that is what makes people unique is by just being themselves. And a lot of people think they don't have anything to offer. Like they're like, oh, like what value can I add? But it's just like if you don't have any obvious things to add in value, maybe look deeper and and use your actual self as as value because i think you i think people are valuable they a lot of people don't know it or a lot of people don't see it but i think that people can add value um just by being themselves and And obviously we're we're just right now trying to translate the meanings behind this book into our own lives exactly that's where we're trying to get with this podcast is that we have nothing to really build off of besides what we've kind of already built right and we haven't built much Mm -hmm. i'm not putting you down or anything but we don't have a business, right? Mine's at least not legitimized. Oh, I'm course, still yeah. building off of it. I'm still about to get it. But we don't have anything to build off of. Right now, we have zero income. We have nothing to go off of. We don't have the connections to build that income. Right. And so right now, I think, is definitely the best time to learn these attributes and learn these values. Honestly, though, it really it's is. because it will instill them in who we are before right. we realize it. <laughs> before we even gotten started, <laughs> yeah. these are, these are going to be part of yeah. our core foundation. And it's, even if we don't make it the first time, our, our genuine interest was was correct and it was the right way to go about it yeah and I have a feeling that that we're not gonna have to worry about failure and it's hard for us to see that because we don't have an income and it's that we've been trying it for a almost good a blind of time. faith it you is. have to have you have to have faith and whatever yep. you hold your faith in whatever it may be yeah um, but you have to have some sort of faith and it all comes back to self-discipline too because the only way that you can give excellence and value to somebody is that if you're self-disciplined on yourself to do that. Right. And you can so easily slack off on little details here and there. But if you push yourself to actually make sure they're taken care of, the other person 
is taken care of, mm -hmm. and you consistently keep that as a value to yourself and you don't let it slack off, it will come. It will come back around. In realistic scenarios, right. the amount of time that we've been spending trying to actually move forward as a business and not just a hobby is only in a matter of months. Right. And not it's much. crazy to think about because we've already excelled so much in knowledge and motivation and inspiration. And now we're even already trying to spill our inspiration off into the audience mm -hmm. that we have. The small audience, don't get me wrong, but it's still there. Well, I mean, it's just like, I don't even know who's going to listen to this, but I mean, if one person gets value out of this. If one person does, like, it's all that matters. Yeah, and I mean, if not even a single person listens to this, um, I'll, I'll be able to go back and, and, and listen and, and I also do, see where we came from. Speaking off topic, I do want to do another podcast. Uh, I don't know if you have time in the near future. I know it takes a second to get out here. So if you watch a video, within 24 hours, you lose 80% of what you learned in that video. It's, I got, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't the brain only retains so much because only if it retained 20%. everything, then you would yeah. probably be mentally insane, first of all. Cause, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's just the human brain can only retain so much. It's like a sponge, but it only absorbs. A sponge that gets ringed out within 24 hours. Kind of, yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that's a, that's a blast from the past. So... <laughs> Um, we've been on this book for a while, but we're just going to go over the last law real quick. And yeah, that is the law of uh, receptivity. Yeah. And the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. That one's hard to grasp for me. Um, yeah. You, so it's just like how I kind of got that is it's like giving is, how do I word this? So I would say like giving is more of a not a benefit but it's like it's a pleasure really I mean mm -hmm. people love to give or at least some people it's like that's what they enjoy doing so you do get a, a general satisfaction off of it and so if you're if Sorry someone if someone offers you something and you're declining it thinking that you're being nice which I mean sometimes is can be necessary but it's like you're taking away their their ability to give to you and I don't know. I don't feel like that's fair. If someone is wanting to go out of their way to give you a gift or offer you a glass of water or, you know, it's just like simple gestures or opening mm -hmm. the door. It's like, don't. It's the stuff you don't expect something in return for. Mm -hmm. And it, you have to, yeah. I, w I would say stay open to receiving though. It's just like kind of like what the law says. It's like. So I did actually kind of read into this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, it's hard to grasp still for me, but the main point of it is that they're trying to maintain flow. Right. And if you stop receiving and you stop allowing yourself to take, and if everybody stopped allowing themselves to take and to receive, mm -hmm. then giving would mean nothing. Right. Nobody would accept your giving. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no one, <laughs> so, no one would be there to receive. Yeah, it's just keeping the flow be. open. It's not an insult to accept something. It's not an insult to accept a gift or to accept something else. It, it is an insult, in my opinion, to ask for it and expect it, but... To receive it and just to say yes, I think that's the best way to sum it up is that it just keeps the flow of life and it just keeps yep. everything going smoothly and it's just the full <laughs> circle, exactly. It's just you got you to gotta receive in order to give. And I think a lot of people are, are not open to receiving and they'd rather give or vice versa. But um, I think to just keep that, that balance is you just have to let it flow. And so 
real quickly, because I mean, you are coming on the time that you do have to get out of yeah, here for, yeah. for your shoot. Um, and it's not a bad time to stop it. We're 33 yeah. minutes in now. Yeah, we can wrap it up. That's actually quite an extensive podcast. It's kind of, I like it when they get longer because it means we actually had something to talk about. Um, I do want to go ahead and properly quote this book. There we go. So, okay, The yeah. Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. I will have it properly linked in the description. Perfect, yeah. Um, and then for anybody else interested in, in seeing what Aaron has on his portfolio, he does have an Instagram out there. What is your tag for Instagram? Or uh, do you just have it linked in My handle, yeah, we'll put a link in there, but my handle is just my last name, which is Switerski. Um, and it's a lot of uh, photography. It's my, it's my only page, but it's all my photography on there. And he yeah. does have a website coming soon. I don't know how close is that to being published. Uh, it's getting there. I'd say within probably this next month. This next month? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And so uh, I will obviously have more more episodes with you. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing yeah. more of these here in the future. Anyways, um, once again, this is Turner Sutton with the Thoughts Within podcast, hosted by the Artists Within, um, with co-host of uh, Aaron Swiderski, um, with the Instagram handle of Swiderski, which will be linked in the description below. He does not have a Facebook, so don't try and find him on there. He has. Uh, You'll some, find me, he's, right? he's got kind of. Uh, You'll find sixteen-year-old me. <laughs> he, he hates <laughs> Facebook, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've tried to get him to get back on it, but. Um, anyways, thank you all for, for listening. Thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks I'm for having sure me over, Aaron man. does, too. Thanks for having me over. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate it.